Hey, and welcome back to another episode of A Maker's Podcast. I am Sean, your host, and this is episode number 19. It is September the 28th, 2018. Today, we're going to be talking about new tools and what comes along with those new tools and in the way of extra expenses, and is it worth it? So stick around. So let's talk about the current state of the shop. So I've got a few things going on right now. Uh, the current project that I'm working on or the video I'm about to release is on a picket fence. Um, I know that's not really a, you know woodworking, so to speak, but it kind of is. Uh, I'm just making my own. I'm not actually making a picket fence to go around a, a full yard or anything. I'm making uh, several uh, sections couple of those sections are going to be uh, to go around the air unit at my house. I live, I live in a neighborhood, so I want to try to give as much curb appeal as I can to the house uh, and hide some of the things that aren't necessarily nice to look at. So the air unit that's on the side of my house, I want to hide that with a couple of sections of picket fences. And then also I want a section in front of my garbage cans. And those sit at the end of my driveway up next to my shop by my uh, six foot privacy fence and you really can't see them from the road but when we have visitors come or you know somebody comes over to the house you can you can see them or anybody that comes to my shop they're right there so i want to just i don't know just make things a little nicer and so i want to make my own picket fence and i went about this in a way that um is just really really affordable uh so i went out and bought just four foot dog ear uh, fence boards that already have the little cutout design at the top of each board. Uh, and I think they were like, I don't know, maybe a dollar and something a piece. Uh, so really, really affordable. And I didn't need many for each section. So it came out to be uh, very inexpensive. So, and I used two by fours to hold them all together, uh, but I spaced them out in a certain way. And then I stained them and it was just a really easy DIY project. So, and it's also a really easy way to dress up your house, uh, especially if you got some unsightly things that you want to hide. Uh, but talking about projects, the, some of my past projects, of course, uh, going with the home improvement, uh, theme or series, uh, I, I, the, I think the initial video that I did was on a, uh, making a, a set of shutters for each each one of my windows on the front of the house and i've talked talked about the i've talked about those before uh, but then i got into replacing the columns now that really changed things up as far as the way the house looked uh, really pleased with how they with how that came out now if i had any you know uh, i guess really tall columns or that kind of thing i might would um, enlist maybe some professional help to help me do that but these columns weren't, you know, um, that big or that tall. Uh, so it was something I felt like I could do on my own. Uh, and so I did it and I was really happy the way it came out. Uh, I've got a step-by-step -step article on my website at stoneandsons.net. Uh, you can go look there and, um, find these projects, but I've got a series of these projects coming out that are for home improvement. Uh, like I said, the shutters, the columns, and now the picket fence. I've got a a gable. Uh, I made a little design or a gable decorative piece to go into a part of the part of my house. Uh, so just kind of give it some more curb appeal. And then 
I think there's a couple more things that I want to do, but not real sure when that's going to happen. So a little side project that I'm working on is a dining table. Uh, my <laughs> This is a funny story. My wife came home and said that she had found a, a table on the side of the road. Uh, and, <laughs> and I didn't know what to expect, but she was trying to load it up and she drives a, a minivan. So she was trying to load it up in there and she's got all the kids with her. And somebody we know with a truck drives by and says, hey, do you need help with that or whatever? So she said, yeah, could you just take it to your house? And my husband will come by and pick it up later. And so I went and got it uh, and then brought it home. The top was trash. So I just removed that. Well, first of all, let me, let me back up. And this was going to be a project that she did. She kind of had a vision of what she wanted, but this was going to be something that she tackled on her own and that she did. Uh, and I was going to support her 100% and help her with anything that she needed help with. But it sat there, you know, for several days, weeks. And so anyway, long story short, uh, took the top off, trashed it, um, and then refinished the base. It was actually in pretty good shape. Uh, so I refinished that and she loved the design of it and everything. It was probably, probably something that I could build, uh, but she saw something free and it really caught her eye, so she brought it home. So I give her, give her props for that. I uh, wanted to try to upcycle something uh, and make use of it. So, the you know, she I guess she did uh, have a really good eye for that uh, as far as the base goes. So we re reused it, but I made a tabletop uh, just out of pine boards, uh, two by 12s and just biscuit and glued them together and then of course uh, I used a uh, circle cutting jig uh, and I actually have a video on that coming out soon so if that interests you actually by the time this recording goes live this uh, circle cutting jig video will be out that following Sunday so more than likely if you're listening to this that video is probably already out uh, but anyway I do a video on how to do that, how to cut a, a tabletop with a circle jig um, and just go through the, the motions of how to cut it and how to set the jig up. And then I wrote a step-by-step -step article on my website for that as well. Um, if you're, By the way, let me just interject here and say that if you are new uh, to Stone and & Sons and if you are new to this podcast, uh, I always tell my listeners, my followers, and my audience that I always have step-by-step articles on my website i try to do those for every project that i do so if you want to catch up on some of these projects go to my website at stoneandsons.net and that is a great place to catch up and read about those projects there's the information there the videos there everything and then I'm, there's some other things there as well uh so so yeah so i made the top for the table and I decided that I wasn't not that I was not going to do a video on the table itself, but just cutting it at, cutting the top out. But I did go ahead and build the table and construct it and put it together. And I sanded the top, stained it, and then put uh, a water-based uh, clear coat on it. And it turned out really, really good. I was happy with it. I even uh, took a a V groove a V groove bit and. Uh, put some V grooves in between each board just to kind of give it some uh, depth there. And it turned out really nice. So I'm just going to sell it 
uh, we don't really have room for it here. And so we'll just find, you know, somebody that wants it and get rid of it. Uh, but it was fun. It was a fun uh, learning experience. My wife did help along the way. Um, I don't want to discredit her there because she did have her hand in, um, uh, you know, attaching the base and helping me do certain things here and there. So uh, it was a team effort. But that was a fun project. Um, some upcoming projects that I've got going on. I think I mentioned mentioned this in the last podcast episode is a pergola. Now I'm also going to be doing, um, and, and time is really creeping up on me for the season, but uh, I want to finish my outdoor kitchen. Uh, I'm going to be doing an outdoor kitchen there, but part of that is a pergola and I want to finish this before the end of fall. So I've really got to get on this. Um, some other things have came, have come up and, uh, just, I, I've been able and I'm not been able to actually uh, get started on that. So this week and and going into next week, I'm really going to double down and try to get started on that uh, outdoor kitchen and pergola. So that's something to be looking forward to. Okay, so I just want to take a minute now to mention my patrons. Uh, so I've got a couple of dedicated patrons that have been on board for a for quite a while now. Uh, that's Dylan Ray with D Ray's Woodshop and Andrew Walker. Um, they support me over on Patreon among others, uh, but they are my dedicated patrons there. Uh, so if you would like to support the show or support what I do, you can go to patreon.com slash stone and sons workshop and find out what we're about there. So be, be sure to subscribe there or if you just want to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe. We're on Spotify now, uh, or you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcast. Okay, so getting into the topic of discussion, uh, new tools and the other expenses that go along with it. Uh, by now, if you, again, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen some of, some of the videos that show some of these tools that I've got. Um, so I've recently purchased from Jay Bates, his um, eight inch grizzly jointer and his Dewalt planer. Uh, so those are a couple of upgrades for me here in my shop. Now the jointer that I had was a six inch old craftsman short bed uh, style jointer. I actually traded for a couple of items uh, with someone from Craigslist uh, for that jointer. So I didn't actually have any money tied up in that. Uh, when that transaction was made. And then I also had a, well, I still have it, but it's a, a 13 inch craftsman lunchbox, lunchbox style planer. Uh, and I have both of those steel and they're going to a friend of mine, but those, those tools have done well here in my shop and have served, uh, served me well. And so, you know, I have to say before we go any further that you can do any project um, with used tools or even limited tools. You don't need a lot of tools or you don't need every tool in the book to create projects or even do uh, YouTube videos or, you know, whatever the case is. Um, you know, I know people that have very, very limited tools and they have a business building things for people, custom builds. Uh, and they don't have some of the things that I have and I don't do custom builds, but I will say when you have the chance to upgrade, if you have the means, the funds, and if it's just in the cards to do it, then, you know, it's, you know, a nice thing to do, or it's, it's a nice thing to have is, is to upgrade some of your tools. And that's what I've done. Uh, so I don't, I don't regret it. I'm actually looking forward to it. 
I'm in the process now. This joiner is a two is is a, a two forty volt joiner, so I'm in the process of getting some of those um, outlets and electrical uh, requirements in place to be able to use that. And then, of course, the planer is just one ten. I could use it any any time. Uh, so I've got it here in the shop ready to use. Uh, and then also I'm going to be doing uh, redoing my dust collection. So I've got a new dust collection system coming in. Uh, and then, of course, the jointer and planer are new here in the shop. Now, the one tool that I wished I could upgrade, uh, and I will eventually, is my table saw. Um, I will have a saw stop at, so at some point because of the kids uh, being in my shop. You know, I'm sure they're going to be learning, you know, as they get older. They want, I'm sure they'll want to learn how to use the table saw and that kind of thing. And I'll teach them, but I want to be able to do it in a safe way. So, um, and then recently, not too far back, uh, again, if you're new, I've got a CNC from Inventables here. Uh, so, you know, I've got some things going on in the shop. And because of that, there's been some things that go along with those new tools um, that require me to do more work in, in, in preparation to use those tools. So, like I just mentioned, I've got to run new electrical for the jointer and so that's that's extra expense uh and not not in you know not to mention my my labor involved in doing those things uh, and if i didn't know how to do those things on my own like the electrical i would have to hire an electrician but for me i feel comfortable doing my own electrical so i can wire up 220 and wire up the plugs and all of that no problem and save that money uh, but you know when somebody upgrades to a new tool they they sometimes we don't think about the other expenses that go into it and earlier in the episode i kind of teased you with is it worth it <laughs> and that's kind of a, a sarcastic question because um is it worth it getting new tools absolutely who doesn't love new tools but um i, I still think we need to think about what else is going to go along with that when you're figuring up how much it's going to cost you to upgrade not only just the tool but the things that go around it so with the with the joiner i, ha I had wire plugs and that kind of thing uh labor is actually just you know obviously going to be wiring it up but i had to get into the walls of my shop uh and just a as a little side note I've got OSB uh, paneling in my shop so I can screw anything into my walls anywhere I want to. Um, but also, in addition to that, I can take a panel down uh, and get into the studs of my of my shop and run the wiring so the wiring is not exposed. Now with sheetrock, that may not be, you know, that may not be easy to, easy to do when you've got it taped and, and mudded and, and finished and all that stuff so i'm all about having easy access into the walls and uh being able to just screw like clamp racks or whatever else to the wall when you rearrange and see that's something else that i've done is rearrange my shop yet again because of these tools so i've got uh i got the grizzly shop planner uh logged in there and I've got several layouts saved, uh, but not one of those is what I've got now in my shop. So I had to redo the whole shop. I say redo the whole shop. The CNC is going to be moved over to where my desk is currently. And then the lathe is kind of in the same general general area. Uh, the planer is on a, a mobile cart, so it's just kind of floating around. The bandsaw, I moved from where I come into the shop from that location over by my lumber rack on that brick wall and then my table 
my table saw and out the assembly table, I spun 180 degrees and moved that into the middle, middle of the shop. So there were a couple of different things that um, I was having to decide on. And one of those things is bringing the dust collection and electrical down from the ceiling down to the outfit assembly and table saw. Now I know a lot of you guys say, no, absolutely not. Don't do it. And, I, and Jay is in that camp. Um, he's got a lot, or I say a lot, he's got a run of dust collection going across the floor. And he says that, you know, once you get used to it, it's not a big deal. And then there's going to be some of you guys that say, no, absolutely not. Don't do that either. But I went back and forth and I thought I was just going to lay it across the floor because, you know, if I had a long piece of a, a long board or something, trying to swing it from one tool to the other, that one dust collection run coming down might get in the way. Uh, but as I got to looking at things, the way my tools are laid out, I don't think it's going to be a problem, but also I think it's going to uh, prevent a, a safety hazard with my kids. I have, have a four-year-old and sometimes he'll come in the shop and being four years old, he doesn't look around, you know, like he should or doesn't think like I do, of course, being in the shop. So he, I don't want him to run and trip over a dust collection hose or a, 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 a wire uh, for power or something like that. So I've decided to come from the ceiling in that one place. Uh, and I think, like I said, the way my tools are laid out, it should not be an issue. Uh, and if I do see it's an issue, I can, I can always change it. So I'm not really worried about it there. Um, I'm going to have my floors freed up of any tripping hazard for my kid's sake. Um, and that's just the way I'm going to do it for right now. I may change it later. But getting back to the topic of discussion, uh, so the electrical for the joiner, I also have to uh, figure in, and I've already bought the wiring for the new dust collector. Uh, so I'll have to run, and it's, it's 240 volt as well. Uh, so I've got to run wiring over to that location. Uh, and because my old dust collector was 110, and so now I've got to run a different, I'm, I'm gonna be running, and it's a 30 amp. So I've got to run 10 gauge um, over to uh, the, the power panel uh, for 240. And I think, that is as far as electrical goes that's pretty much it like i said the planer doesn't involve any extra uh, work there um, but the rearranging of the shop the electrical expenses there and then with the dust collection all of my piping that is in the shop um, some of it's four some of it's you know drops down to even two inch or two and a half inch i'm ripping all of that out going with six inch uh, so that's another expense there that i have to incorporate into my like as far as the labor goes. Um, now, some of this will be sponsored, um, but you know nobody's gonna come in and do this work for me. I've gotta do it, but I actually enjoy that process. So getting the new tools is a plus, uh, and then also doing the work that I enjoy is a plus, and then hopefully I'll provide some content for you guys, uh, and hopefully it'll be useful and helpful to you as well. So I've kind of moved around uh, some, my clamps and that kind of thing. And I think I've freed up some more wall space in the process. So that's always good. Thumbs up on, on extra wall space. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, and then my miter saw was a big, big decision or a big thing to decide on as far as where I was going to locate that. And I think, and I, like I mentioned, I'm going to move the CNC over to where my desk is now. If you guys have been following me for a while, you know where that's at. And then where the CNC is, all those big drawers, the modular shop storage system, as I call it, the 
mitosol is going to go there. Um, and that way I'll, you know, I'll have a place to where I can lay long boards up and, and use the miter saw. And I'll enclose that and, and capture the dust as best as possible. Uh, so that's the plan. I've kind of got a couple of tools back in the original place when I first uh, built the shop. And it's kind of kind of funny to think about coming full circle. But um, I just don't think it's an, an ending cycle. It's just a never-ending cycle. Uh, as a woodworker or somebody that works in a shop with tools, you get a new tool, you got to rearrange this, got to rearrange that, and then you upgrade this. It's bigger, so you got to move it over here, and it just it just never ends. Uh, so I think that is why having everything on mobile bases is very, very important, not just for small shops, but for big shops as well, because things change, uh, and I'm starting to realize that. So, you know, I'm getting there. Uh, but speaking of rearranging the shop and CNC going into where my desk is now, that is another project coming in probably the winter time uh, or early winter is converting half of my attic into a, a, a office uh, and slash editing suite. I've got stairs that go up into my office and I can walk around up there. It's like another room. So I'm just going to take in half of that room and create an office and a nice editing suite, I think. Uh, so that's the plan. Uh, and if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I've taken the full sheets of plywood uh, that I was storing in the shop and moved it over into a storage room, which is on the other side of the wall uh, from the, the from the brick wall in my shop. Uh, and that has freed up a ton of space. I've got a lumber rack here in the shop, which all that's out of the way, but all that plywood and cutoffs, all that stuff is on the floor, leaning up against the walls, taking up entirely way too much space. So I moved that and created a little wood storage and another storage room. So that freed up a lot of space as well. So I think that's it as far as talking about new tools and that kind of thing. Um, I would love to hear from you guys. Tweet me at Stone and Sons WS uh, with any kind of new up tool upgrade or shop real reorganization um, or rearranging your shop in any manner or whatever. I'd love to hear you know what you guys go through because I know for a fact I'm not the only one that feels like I'm just always moving stuff around. So anyway, hit me up on the comments. Uh, let me know what you're up to. Okay, so I've mentioned this before. I want to just uh, make an announcement here. WorkbenchCon is just around the corner. So make sure you get your tickets. I'll be giving a talk uh, on audience engagement and why it's important for content creators um, at WorkbenchCon. It's going to be in February 2019 in Atlanta. Same place it was last year, uh, but you can find out about the tickets and who's going to be speaking, who's going to be there. You can find all of that out at workbenchcon.com. It's going to be a really good conference. You don't want to miss it if you are a content creator, a blogger, you know, a DIYer, somebody that wants to get into this, doing this as a hobby or full-time, whatever your case is, this will be a really good conference for you to go to. All right, and just wrapping up, you can find me and everything about Stone and Sons at stoneandsons.net. Hey, before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast anywhere podcasts are played by searching for Stone and Sons. Also, to get notifications when I go live, follow me on Twitch and subscribe to me on YouTube. You can find all of the links below or in the description, including the show notes from today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.